Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Lion City Rock, the only podcast you should listen to if you want to know anything about rock music or any kind of pop music from the Lion City. Where is that? that? Where's the Lion City? That's Singapore. Right? <laughs> Singapore. Yeah. Yes. We're coming to you live but recorded from live but recorded <laughs> from two from two different mysterious locations on the island and uh, yeah. And today we're going to be talking about uh, music compilations, music compilations. Yes, um, local music compilations. Yeah. Or in today's modern parlance, I guess this will be what playlists. Uh, playlists. Right? This will be yes. Playlists ready, right? Yeah. Playlists, physical playlists. <laughs> yeah, music compilation. Physical, physical playlists. Playlists. <laughs> yeah. Playlists you can hold in your hands. In your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. What, what do you what do you what do you what do you think about uh, uh, compilations? I, I just want to hear your just a brief thoughts about what your feelings about. Well, I think I think back. I mean, I think it actually functions in the same way as a playlist, right? I mean, mm-hmm. a playlist nowadays is mainly a means of uh, discovery, right? Music discovery. Okay. Right. Okay. So you can, yeah. and that's what people use it for to a certain extent, right? Mm. Discover new music through. They just just turn on the playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever, mm-hmm. and just let it play. And then, then you know, oh, I like this one. What is what is what's this band? Oh, okay, then you can check it out because it's easy right. to do so, right? Yeah. Nowadays, it's easy to do so. But, so yeah. I think that's what you know, basically, what comp- compilations used to serve that purpose in the past, lah. Especially mm-hmm. for for local music, where uh, if it probably maybe not possible for a band to come up with an album. Right or, or maybe they don't have the means or resources to do so. Then they can you know maybe come up with one or two songs and then they're on a compilation, and yeah. that helps them to get some attention. Especially back in the nineties, mm, uh, with true. all the with all the bigger ones, that yeah. was the purpose lah to kind of get them out there. Radio will play, and then labels will be interested and so forth. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, I think I, yeah. I mean, like these days also. I mean, of course, playlists these days also they they can you can go by mood type, right? Yes. Like chill vibes. <laughs> can you have a playlist for chill? You know, workout. You want to have a playlist yes. for workout or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I agree. I think for me, for me, uh, music compilations was uh, a way to, to, to really get into a, a band. As you said, uh, a source of discovery for me last time. Mm, mm. They used to have these things from, from the UK. I think, I think it was the UK that came out. The, now that's what I call music yes. uh, series. And uh, yeah, that you can get all your favorite songs without having to splurge on like yes. you know all the different albums from all the bands that you like and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's a very commercial uh, kind of concept as well in terms mm. of for, as far as greatest hits or best of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Correct, so like correct. obviously, like a lot of people will also go for best of the Beatles or right. They had the red, red and blue albums. Mm. Mm. Uh, then the Beach Boys always had like you know. All the yeah, various the uh, very best and stuff. Endless summer, endless summer. Yeah, endless summer. A yeah. Very popular compilation back in the sixties. Uh, things like that, lah. You know. Yeah. Uh, so compilations, you know, always, um, you know, have commercial value because the idea is that you are putting together, right? Rather than an album where sometimes it may be hit or miss, mm. the idea is that you're putting true, together true. You know, something that's got you know value for money. It's like wow, nonstop. Yeah. And these Non-stop are proven hits. already, right? These are proven already. Especially, yeah, if, especially if they are hits, yeah. then obviously you put them all into one package, then of course it becomes uh, very valuable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
it's actually very good for casual listeners as well. People who aren't fans of the band, but maybe they heard their, their friends talk about, oh, you should check out this band. And then, hmm, but do I want to buy their debut album or do I want to buy their newest whatever album? Yes. Let's get the greatest hits, which will give you a kind of sample of everything through their career. And then yeah, you yeah. can kind of, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So every, every top band, top artist has done it now, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Because it, it makes commercial sense. Yeah. And you, yeah. and you don't have to record anything. That's true. Yeah. Although, 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 yes. although yes, go on, go on, go on. Although there it. was that practice, right, after a while where people would tag on new songs yeah. to their greatest hits. So it's like, okay, we got to give some people new stuff. So like record this yeah. song, then tag it on at the end of their greatest hits compilation. Yep, yep. It's always like, huh? How do you know that's the greatest hits? Yeah. But, but sometimes it works. So like, for example, I remember the uh, Hall and Notes, they had a rock and soul Yes, part one. Uh, which of course called. back then was like, wow, you know, because they had a lot of hits back then. Yeah. And they would put in like a couple of new songs and those songs also became hits. Yes. I think it was right. Say It Isn't So, right? Say It Isn't, Say it isn't So, Other so, Occasion, yeah. Those two tracks also became hits. So that, that worked, la, that worked. La. So, you know, obviously then of course, it's a, it's a matter of curation. La. Then you, you kind of know, okay, I'm going to put, then you kind of enhance the value of your compilation also. And also, you know, strategically also it makes sense because if, if you are thinking, I, I got everything already, what is it? Right. Oh no, we've, we've got yeah, this yeah, two yeah. new, tracks, two new there. tracks that you don't have. Yes, so if you're right, the yeah. diehard completist, you need this album. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> uh, you gotta yeah. love this kind of marketing strategy. Bro. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so today we're going to talk about uh, local music uh, compilations. And, uh, yeah, so greatest hits, best offs, as well as general various artists' uh, compilations as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, I think the first time I ever got into the local music thing was because of a compilation um, called uh, Class X, which came out in the mid 80s, I think I would I, would, I would venture to say 80, 80, 85 86, or 86, 86 yeah. yeah, 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 sounds right. The, 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 this compilation it was basically uh, spearheaded by two tracks. Uh. I think uh, one of them is uh, Roses, which was uh, recorded by Gingerbread, and the other one was, uh, of course, Tokyo Squares Within You Will Remain, which turned out to be the surprise hit uh, <laughs> of the year or decade. Yeah, it, was a, it was a big hit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big hit. Yeah. I think also the other thing to note is that the compilation was uh, released under WEA. Yes, that's right. And yeah. at that time, the boss was Jimmy Wee. Mm. Right? So Jimmy Wee, well, of course, uh, in the 90s, he was uh, uh, fronting this the Japanese Pony Canyon, which had set up the, yeah, Spring the Roll, Singapore Arm. Spring yeah. Roll, yeah, Singapore Arm of that, which had a lot of local music. <laughs> Yeah, we'll probably probably talk about that later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jim, I mean, yeah, like Jimmy, Jimmy was definitely one of the guys who really pushed for local music. Uh, he he basically helped Digley get his start. He also helped Chris Ho uh, with Zircon Lounge. It was yeah. all Jimmy's idea, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, and he he has been a very big force for the local music scene, uh, especially during the the eighties and the nineties, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. But for Class X, I mean. It would, I mean, if you look at the cover, it's a bit of a, it's, I mean, the de design aesthetic wise, okay, it's a yellow plane, it's a 
ochre, orange, yellow background flat with the word class X up front, up top. And then a picture of all the bands. Ah, yeah. the, it's, like, it's like a family photo type thing. Yeah, the yeah, kind, yeah. The kind of photo that you take at gatherings of all these bands standing around in a car park. And yeah, all yeah, yeah. looking like how they would look in the mid-80s with yes. all the hair and the, and the pants. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I distinctively remember that album, of course, because in the 80s, right, I would have been um, scouring, or every week I will be scouring all the record stores. Mm. Right? So definitely I would come across this cover. Yeah. And yeah. Back then, I, I was uh, a bit of a snob when it comes to local music. <laughs> I wouldn't even yeah, so I remember I remember like I obviously coming across and then picking it up and looking at it. Looking at it and then like seeing yeah. it. probably the only one I was vaguely interested in is Zircon Lounge. But like right, right, yeah. But I can't imagine like paying for that just for a Zircon Lounge track. So I kind of like, songs that you cannot find on their album. Yeah. So so I kinda of looked at it and kinda of, hey, and then just put it back. Because especially okay. back in those days, like because you're on a budget, right? So like, am I no, that's spend, true. Yeah, spend money I, on this. I'm gonna yeah. spend money on some some foreign band that I really that I really like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Because I think albums would, would be what fifteen. Yeah, fifteen dollars or some fifty. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen bucks back then. Yeah, just a lot of money, lah. Just a lot of money because I was I was still in school and yeah. fourteen dollars is wow. No, when you you, know. you consider what, okay, so always go back to what is the cost of. A meal. Right. 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 So if okay. you go to a hawker center, $152 back then you can buy stuff free. Yep. Correct. Two dollars, yeah. you know. So two dollars you can get a chicken. Two dollars you can get a wantan meal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So you just imagine 15 divided by two, that's like almost yeah, 750. Seven and a half bowls of wantan meal. <laughs> for go, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's not cheap, man. That's your one week lunch, eh? One yeah, week one week lunch. lunch. Think of how much you spend on lunch one week now. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. the value they are talking about. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, of course, of course, like I said, the the, the big hit was within you remain. Yep. Um by by Tokyo Square. Okay, yeah, that's the other thing. All the bands that are featured on this thing, um, Heritage. I, I correct me if I'm wrong, it's Heritage, uh Tokyo Square, Zircon Lounge. Uh, Gingerbread and Speedway, mm. right? These five bands. Um, barring Zircon Lounge, I think the rest of them are all primarily known as pub bands, right? Or bands that who play who play the 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 live circuit here in Singapore. The, was that was that Dick as well? No, Dick was not on this one. Oh. Although I think he may have been a producer. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, so so these guys, these are all. I mean, these are bands that you can go and see perform night after night at the different clubs and stuff like that. Um, and this was the first time, I think, for many of them, uh, that mm. they got a chance to, to go into a studio and record a proper, mm. you know, a proper studio and stuff like that and record these, these tracks. So, mm. it, yeah, and it was, for me, it's the first time I heard, like, you know, proper, re- proper recording, so to speak, <laughs> of bands, of local music, which I never, never, you know, even thought of. Right, and, right. Yeah, and with Vinny Romain, it's a ballad. It has it has that very famous Wo'aini chorus. Yeah. Um, that one, yeah, that became a monster hit. It was such a big hit that, you know, in the decades that followed, it would be remixed, la, covered yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. so many other people, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, uh, but interestingly, 
the that 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 song has also got some you know the I don't know whether you remember this, but there was this big thing last time about like who actually did that song. You know, is it like a, a local song or is it a cover song or whatever? No, it's right? a cover lah. It's a cover. Yeah. yeah, but at the time nobody knew about these things because at the time everybody associates that song only with Tokyo Square. Yes, they did not yes. associate it with the original group from Hong Kong. I think it was Hong Kong. Hong Kong, Hong Kong band, yes, Hong Kong band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's only it's only later on when you have internet and everything, then you find out lah. Yeah, and the other one, of course, was Roses, another ballad as well. Uh, but that's original, right? Roses. Yeah, that one, I think, was written by. That's uh, Moses Van Damme, right? Yeah. Moses Van Damme, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Van Damme's brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, um, yeah, and Gingerbread, um, would you you can actually uh, the the fun thing is that wow, you can actually go to the pub right and then see this band and then when they performed, I remember when I when I went to watch them and they performed this song. Everybody else like, yeah, you know, it's like it really, it really, yeah. really was like, wow. No, I mean, it's, it's doing I the mean, song, you know, it, it was is, like a yeah, big hit, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a quite amazing thing when you think about it because historically, once you hit uh, the, the end of the sixties, right, you won't have any more local hits like that. Yeah, yeah, right, You're right. and not until Plus X. Yeah, right, radio yeah. hits and you know, in actual hits actual because. Pale. Because yeah. it's sale is physical product. Yeah. Plus sex was people had to buy the, the thing. Yeah. Right. So uh so that was in a sense like a almost like a precursor to what would come in the nineties. Uh. Mm. Mm. It'll take some time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's like it was kind of a shift uh, in that kind of mid-80s. Right, so eighty-five is not only class sex, but also the birth of opposition party, right? As you talk to Francis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of a shift, yeah. right? After like maybe almost fifteen years of nothing. What What's also interesting, I think, about this class X thing was that because it was so successful, right? The first one. I mean, just I think, and I, I do. I mean, I would say solely on the strength of those two songs, uh, right? They decided to yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the sequel, class X two. Right. Well, of course, now What do you? What do you? What same do you bands, right? If I'm not wrong, it's it's the same guys, just just uh, different songs from them. Yeah, same bands, same bands. I don't think it was as big as the original Class X, although it does have my favorite song of all time from from Zircon Lounge. Yeah, but the thing is, despite the success of these two, uh, the relative success of these two compilations, uh, you'll be hard pressed to find anything from that point on until 1991. Yeah. Roses are red, but not forever. But then violets are blue. Talk about the nineties. The the first so-called big compilation wasn't a very big compilation. It was it was to me lah that that actually got people talking again about local music was uh, this thing called New School Rock. Uh, yeah, used by Big O magazine. That's ninety one. I mean, it's not like wow a compilation you got like all these bands yeah no la, only, yeah. the only three band uh, yeah. it's an EP more or less um, it was the Odd Fellows six songs six songs six songs yeah. Odd Fellows uh, Opposition Party right Opposition Party yeah and, um, and Corporate Toil and this, yeah so this was the first time I, I, again I was like wow okay I never heard this. So this was the beginning of the indie wave so to speak yeah and uh, I never heard of anything like that before. These yes. Because these songs were all like very yeah. post-punk, very punk, trash, yeah. even electronic uh, from Corporate Toil. Yeah. In fact, that, that was not the first 
bigger compilation, right? There was one before that. There's nothing on the radio. Ah, nothing on the radio. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the. Uh, that was after their 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 big uh, alternative fest gig, right? So I think, 80, that, but that was like 80s, late eighties, eighty eight or something. Uh, yeah. I think that was a like cassette. Yes. But it was sponsored, right? By oh, was it? Is it device or I mean, I I think they had some uh, sponsorship money to do okay. that, but it was a cassette as far as I can remember. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So, like, can you remember who were the bands in in that one? Uh, uh, thing on the radio, Agus Fault is Agus Fault. But yeah, I can't. I can't really remember who else was on that in that set. Yeah, because it's, it's quite long ago. Yeah, and uh, and and I mean that was one of the first attempts to like showcase indie music, uh, to the to the audiences here. Mm. I don't think. Apart from, you know, the immediate fan base, the wider the wi- <laughs> the wider audience were quite oblivious to it, lah. No, no, of course, of course. Uh, I think even for New School Rock, the first one also. Yeah, yeah. Not so much, lah. I mean, I only got that because it was a CD that came in a magazine, and I was like, wow. Mm. So why not, right? Yeah. yeah. No, but but that that kind of I mean strategically that work because you know people are always looking for value for money, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they see a magazine and then with a free CD brand, and I'm not sure how much how much was Big O back then. Do you remember? Can you recall? Three bucks. Yeah, bucks. couldn't yeah. have been that much, lah. Right? Couldn't so, be more than that. Yeah. yeah. So then you know it's everywhere. I think they got quite good distribution. Yeah. So like yeah. I could I I saw them at all the mama shops and everything. Yes. That was where I got it. You know, oh, that's very important. I remember right? so, where I got yeah. it from is Holland V. Yeah. Famous Holland Village yeah. magazine stand. So, yeah. I mean, as you all know, like, distribution is everything, right? So, yeah. no, no point if you've got the best stuff but nobody can see it. So, yeah. I think that that kind of helped, right? So, and, and that was kind of building at a time there was a bit of an underground uh, yeah. swell, right? You have all these people yeah, slowly coming up. Getting it, especially the kids, right? At a time which would, include, which would have included you, like, Right. right, right, right. Yeah, I would just. I think I just finished NS actually. Yeah, yeah. I was getting into the music scene because I mean I had a band and I wanted my band to be as big as the Beatles and stuff like that, of course. Yeah. So so yeah. So I was I was very curious to find out what what the other people were doing like, Just find out what was going on. You know, that's why I bought Big O. So anybody who was interested into music, in the music of that kind of age group, maybe say from maybe fifteen to around thirteen the thirties, right? Would have known about Big O and would have been interested in Big O. Yeah. So def- definitely in new school rock, uh, you know, was uh, quite a landmark, lah, right? Yeah. And then of course, um, also helped by a few other things is radio play mm. as well as Eric's videos. Yeah. Yeah. Which correct. Played. I think they would have played it back then. Yeah, they did. Because play those, them, yeah, they, they did. did, they did, did on, play. on TV yeah. actually. They did uh, sometimes them. they use them as part of the interstitials. So you know, in between a program, like say say a, uh, a TV show ends, and then you realize that there's about eight minutes to fill before yeah, the yeah. came on at then night. Yeah, they tell they tell you they, they, they just show the, you what's yeah, happening. Yeah, they just shove in like yeah, they what's just happening tonight, what's showing tomorrow, yeah. thing like. Yeah, and then, then they just shove in one of these music videos <laughs> in between. Yeah, like, all of a sudden you're watching something. Oh, what God, fellows? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's at nine or whatever. So yeah, so you know, like I said before, you know, you got kind of got look, take a step back. 
look at all the factors, mm. right? That that kind of come in. So obviously, it was also good that by that time, late eighties, early nineties, uh, the media, right, which is basically government media, right, they were kind of relaxing a bit more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So overall, uh, Singapore was kind of unclenching, lah, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you had things like you know, Ong Ting Chang saying, uh, "We are culture. We can't be a cultural desert." So, so there are more stuff going on in terms of pop culture, lah. So then, of course, then the 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 media, the papers, newspapers, TV, and the radio, they were given kind of license already, lah, to say, "Okay, you can, you know, start feature, feature yeah, start featuring local musicians and yeah. things." So all these kind of coalesce coalesced at the same time. You know, like if you you're trying to plant seed, right? The ground's got to be fertile. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I mean, talk about fertile ground at around that time when New School Rock One came out. Uh, mm. Substation had just opened. Ah, right. Yeah. So, and that was seen as a home for the arts. Yep. Um, yep. And all kinds of arts, so alternative all the way to mainstream. You have, you know. Yeah. So that yeah. was a good spot because look, they also offered a platform for bands to go there and play. Yeah, and that and that album. I mean, the the moment I heard I heard the Odd Fellows sing a uh, song about Caroline, and yeah. lost my head, and that was yeah. really when I went. That was really when I went. Yeah, I think I can I can do I can do this. Yeah, I want to form a band, and as I as I like to joke with Pat on stage all the time, as I the reason why we formed our band is because we heard those two songs and we went, come on, we can do better than that. Uh. I see her. I mean, the, the, the fact how how successful the new school rock was that it spawned imitators, right? Because like down the line, you have the MIS. Yeah. Then you be in Singapore, right? Then you have your gangbang and a few others. Yeah. So a lot of gang, people kind of... Gangbang was the next big one because only because my band was featured. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, uh, yeah, I think it was because of new school yeah. rock. And that, I, it was done within that same year because the year following that was new school rock too already. So New School Rock came out. Yes. And then Gangbang was a cassette. It was called Gangbang Volume 1. Although, although as, we, as we have kind of remarked before, that's not the kind of name you get away with now. That's true. That's the, even back then, I don't think it was a name that anybody would be like. <laughs> yeah, but back then, back then, no internet. It was edgy. Is it? No, but no internet. Yeah, that's true. No internet. If you got yeah. internet, everybody be whacking you on social media straight away. Yep, yep. Back then, it was it was if you know you know kind of thing. Yeah, back then you you know that's the difference lah. You know between yeah. the nineties, there's like there was internet, but not on the scale that we have now. Oh yeah, yeah. Internet was only for official. Right, you 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 say the wrong thing, you overnight cancel already. Yep, yep, yeah. Right? I have no idea why 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 it was called that anyway. <laughs> uh, seriously, I'm like mm, yeah, whatever. We have two songs. Uh, we have one song on it, and that's fine. Yeah, whatever. Because it involves a lot of people. I think that's really. Yeah, I think that was the gang part, lah. That part yeah. I understand. Okay, that's fine. Because it was quite <coughs> a band, so I think I think people like Mother, uh, yeah, us, a kind of couple of other bands were on it as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why why that thing. And it, and the, the 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 cover was very very weird as well. Yeah. Uh, it was it was it was like a collage, 
And then it was like, a, yeah, it was like, I remember yeah. there was somebody, there's a picture of somebody smoking. Yeah, yeah it's, just a, it's just a very, very strange, yeah. funny color, black and white collage yeah. put together. I think I, then, I, feel, I feel the need right now to give a, a public service warning announcement. Okay. For those of you out there listening, please do not, please do not Google gangbang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just, if you do, it's not one. our fault. It's not our fault yeah. if you do. Yeah. We're not we, are blame, we are not blameless. We are blameless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are telling, we are telling you, don't Google. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Please, uh, okay. we say, uh, we already say, yeah. uh, we're not asking you to actively go yeah. see this kind of thing. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Like a thief in the night spoken words Yeah, but because but it was because of Gangbang that we got invited to do the New School Rock 2. New School Rock 2, the, 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 the mm. album compilation was uh, actually based on the New School Rock slash Commitments uh, competition. Right. And uh, yeah, so they had this competition. It was a battle of the bands competition. So every, every band, all kinds of genres, you got metal, you got pop, you got folk, everybody came in. Mm. And the prize was that the winner would get to record, uh, have, a, have a recording contract. So everybody joined in. And as it turned out, there were three winners. <laughs> uh, three winners. Uh, and then these three winners will be featured in the next recording, which initially I thought was going to be like New School Rock 1. You know, where it's three bands and it's, it comes out like an EP like that. But New School Rock 2 featured 18 acts. Mm, they invited like... Uh, or rather 18 tracks, not 18 acts. There was 18 was there tracks. a hidden track as well? Uh, was it? Or was, or was that three? I remember I one, of three. Them had a, one of them had a hidden track. Oh, I'm not track. too sure about that. Let which, me, was, uh, the, which was the in thing in those days. Yeah, that's true. Hidden <laughs> track. Thing, like, it's like let the just, last track go yeah. on, let the silence after the last track go on for about 30 seconds. And I then mean, bam. if you want to date yourself, right, you just ask somebody, yeah. but do you know what a hidden track is? Right, if you know there is okay, I know how old you are. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember whether this one had an incident track. But I, I know Maybe it, maybe not, like maybe you're right, maybe it's number three. I know that right, it was like us, A Wall, there was Fish on Friday, the other winner. Yeah. The two songs and uh, Shades. Shades. Uh, uh, the two Shades. songs as well. Actually their song their song from this thing became a quite a big hit. Uh, I see such. I can't remember what they are, but you know, I know it's car and condo or something like that, but yeah. Oh, yeah, la, car condo but, cash. In, car condo car cash. Car condo cash. Checkbook. <laughs> credit card. Credit card. Credit card. Yeah, credit card. Like yeah. Anyway. And then? Then they don't know. I don't want to laugh at Yeah. Cake. Collateral. I don't know. Cake. Cake. <laughs> Having your cake can eat it. Well, Singapore women have come a long way. If you want to get these babes, this is what I say. You got to have the five C's. You got to have the five C's. Well, yeah, I can't remember. You gotta ask, yeah. you gotta ask our friend Farid who wrote the song about it. Um, but yeah, so so we had these, but then they had a whole bunch of other bands. Stomping Ground was on it. Stomping Ground. Uh, Global Chaos, The Padres. Isa, Isa, so. Isa was on it. Black Sun, were they on this one? Black Sun. Uh, okay, so I got a list here. Oh, okay. Evo, uh, No Names. Fish and Friday, Padre, Stopping Ground, Sheets, Global Chaos, Heritage. Oh, Heritage. Yes. Isa, Isa and Black Sun. Right, yeah. So Isa had one track and Black Sun had one track. 
the rest, the rest, most of them had two tracks. Yeah, so, yeah, for me, that was a big deal because that was, you know. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. of course, a big deal because like, you guys were on it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, apart from I mean, that, but that also meant that because uh, BMG actually heard that and then decided to give us a, an album deal. Um, based on this based on this recording. I have I have to say that actually um you know I mean earlier on I said that uh when it came to class X I was totally not interested, right? But actually I would say that New School uh New School Rock 2 is probably one of my favorite albums of the 90s. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, yeah okay. one of my favorites. Yeah I I I really think that uh you know all the stuff that's there really, really holds up, and it was very exciting. Like, I remember, mm. you know, thinking that, wow, this is this is um, this is a happening. Like, finally, our scene is happening. Mm. You know, mm. and 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 you know, from the like several artists and bands that were featured, right? Every every track was you know could stand up to anything that uh, we could hear. Uh, from foreign bands, uh. I mean, that's why I believe that. Uh, you know, that's why I believe. I think, yeah. I mean, uh, the other thing is also because of the sheer number of tracks on it. Yeah. Not seen before, so you know. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so that was like straight away. You look at it and think, well, you can't say you know because usually the accusation ah local music <laughs> crap, right? But <laughs> yeah, then yeah. when you look at it, it's like hey, you know, you, how can you argue with this? All the songs are, you know. Mm. Are good, are good songs, right? They're all all well written. I mean, the Fish on Friday stuff, especially I remember, right? Quite mm-hmm. sophisticated, yes. sophisticated yeah, yeah. music very, very, and all that, yes. right? So when you listen to that, and you, you know, you, there's no argument to make to say, ah, this is you know kind of inferior or whatever. No, obviously, yeah. obviously you can't uh, do that. Then you got like real catchy stuff, like you know, like postcards and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and and you know, and then the two Padre tracks are you know, really 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 strong alt rock yeah. kind of stuff yeah. right and so forth you know? and, 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 and it had a wide range you had like, hardcore as well with uh, mm. something round right? yeah ballad so, <laughs> your pop ballad then you had yeah you had your had love you now and things like that yeah yeah. so it was a real good showcase like, I believe showcase of what was available in the Singapore scene that back then that also helped fuel the the the, yes. the so called interest in the next couple of years, yes. you know, because it was ninety two. Right, yeah. So it, if I'm not wrong, ninety two. In fact, those kind of four or five years, right, from ninety one to once you had the release of New School Rock, right, to ninety five, ninety six. There's you, there's a quite an upward curve. Mm, it was a very, right, a very, where, very steep one, you know, I think. Very fast. Very steep. Very steep very, because very like, yeah. Somebody, everybody was jumping on the so-called bandwagon. Yep. Right? Everybody was jumping, jumping on it, right? Yeah. Because like, wow, suddenly the papers are featuring yep. every week, featuring local bands. Yeah. And, you know, radio, radios like number ones. You know, every every time you have a new release or oh, that one's going to go number one. Yeah. You have a number at one song. I mean, it's, least, uh, yeah. it's so exciting, right? Yeah. It's so exciting. You know, it's like, it's happening. Biggest player, of course, who came out with compilations was uh, Pony Canyon, uh, because Pony Canyon soon realized that you know, um, getting bands to do albums per se not may not be the best uh, business decision. Yeah. <laughs> business decision. Right. So we had these albums being recorded yeah. at ten thousand dollars a pop or whatever it is. You know how yeah. you're gonna make that money, uh, right? So they decided that it was best to just instead of releasing singles, singles, singles compile all these songs together, put them in a compilation album, 
and just put them out. And uh, and they, they I think the first big one they came up with was the Red Hot Skin, a double a double CD worth of uh, of music, which was you know chock a block. Everybody had big names like oh, not big names, but I say no names like say Chris Ho, mm. uh, and and all the new upcoming acts they were signing uh, like uh, Maizura. Uh, Art Fazil, I think Roshan Ficker, I think it was under that. They were still, they were still Roshan Ficker at the time. Uh, Nuradi and a whole bunch of others. Quite, quite an eclectic, eclectic group. Lah. Very, very, very <laughs> eclectic mix. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was. <laughs> I mean, the, the plus point about this thing was it was actually done all in support of uh, Action for AIDS. Because the AIDS crisis yes. at that yes. point in time was really yes uh, yes you know it was it was a very big deal. It's akin to like what we have, the idea of it, right? It's akin to like say SARS or or even now like what we have like COVID. Basically, 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 all were well, pony canning artists, right? So that's why you have that's why you have humpback oak humpback oaks in it. DNA is in it. Fair weather friends is in it, right? Um, ah yes, fair weather friends. Uh, Damien Sin. Yep, you didn't say yeah, cake. Uh cake Lisa. Uh, Isa Isa. Of course. Chris, Chris so, so that's where Deeper is from. Yes. Yeah. Is it is it this one? Yeah, I think it's this one, right? No, Deeper. but remember we said that actually the original one is in Dick D's album. Yeah, it came out earlier in Dick D's album. Yeah, this yeah. is a solo. That was the duet duet with Dick and Chris. Yeah, yeah. This one, like you you there's this there was this trio called Kick. And yes. they had a very big uh, hit with this uh, ballad called Jane. Jane. Uh, but before Jane, they had released this song called uh, Freedom. Uh, it says here in the credits, produced, produced by Tony Bennett. Ah, who's a crooner, jazz crooner. What the heck is he doing producing a, <laughs> a local Singaporean trio? Yeah, Tony Bennett can radio. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's one of the biggest names in American, in the great American songbook. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah, and. and <laughs> Yeah, to me this was a big one. It's the first time. I mean, again, like twenty-two artists, so uh, a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't know this would be, and uh, because these songs, uh, Pony Canyon also were, you know, like, like they were, they had that whole commercial bent to them, right? So, no sub subgenre music and all that kind of stuff. It's all very pop rock, or alt rock, or folk. Uh, yeah. So, so Red Hot Skin. So why is um, it called Skin? Is it because? I think a, it's because uh, of the label. Ah, because I, I vaguely remember. Pony, yeah, Pony Cannon had two like sub labels. One right, a Spring right. Roll, and the other one a Skin Skin. Skin. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, there was because, another. There was another one when they they released because the crowd right. We have one on Pony Canyon, which is called Pop, on Pop. You know what they they called the label? Cheapskate Records. Oh, Cheapskate! Yes, yes. That's the one that um 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 what's that? The other compilation, Flash After You is on. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. So you know, Jimmy, I remember when we were he was telling us about this, telling me and Tim Nolan. I remember being sat in his office and he's talking about, oh I'm gonna, you know, he was he was on a roll, right? So he was going right. on about, oh, I'm gonna come up with this label called, you know, so because so supposed to be meant for more lo-fi indie kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Cheapskate. Yeah, I was like, cheapskate. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Right, then the, the, he said, the logo will be like slipper, the flip-flop. He was, he was so proud of it though. Then, then, I, then I joked like, so what, you're going to come out with a t-shirt that says, I'm with Cheapskate and then put an arrow next to it. Then he, then he, 
Hey, he enjoyed that. So I don't know whether he did that. Man. No, they should have, man. They should have. I'm with cheapskate. And then yeah. you put an arrow there. Somehow somebody came to me To punish me for what I've done He asked me a matter of factly Skin, I mean, this is Red Hunt. Skin, the sequel, the sequel came out the, the year after. Uh, right. Called Skin Deep, also a collection of. Right, right, this right. Time featuring newer acts like your know, Lizards Convention and all these ah. other guys. Yeah. Yeah, crazy the amount of artists they had. <laughs> Seriously, man. At that point in time, if anybody complained, oh, we got nothing, no exciting new music. Uh, you, you just they haven't they have been living under a rock. Uh, so we were talking earlier on about the the love. Mm. Uh, concept, yeah, yeah, right. Which, which had a lot of pony kind of acts on it as well, mm. and of course, Ewall and Watchmen also was, was on it. That was huge, right? It was, was a big crowd, right? So that was at the Park Mall. What was Park Mall then? Yeah, the, across uh, where the MRT is. Yeah, now, across uh. the MRT, there the, the big field. There, there's an empty space. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, in in order for you to do something like that, it means the uh, there must be some, you know, public acceptance. Yeah, groundswell, right? And because the whole thing is just, pub, uh, just local bands playing their own music. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is very unusual, you know, prior to that. So I mean, if you have a commercial organization like you know, like a mall, putting yeah. something together like that, that really means that they they, they think there will be a lot, there are a lot of eyes on this, and yeah, it's worth them spending that money. You see, so that that's mm-hmm. the, that's the difference. So yeah. I do remember that as a rare, as a high point uh, to me. That was like wow, this was this is big. And I remember like backstage talking to the kick guys and things. Like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 good, yeah. Good old days, good old days. <laughs> it was it was it was quite it was quite crazy la. And and that's why the I think that's why the compilations all did very well during that, that period. Um, yeah, so many compilations coming yeah. out. Your your like you mentioned MIS. Uh, made in Singapore. That's what it means. Yes. Um, Left of the Dal was the other big one. Yes. Yeah. Left of Left of the Dal was uh, Odyssey, lah. Odyssey. Yeah. Released. That was Odyssey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the Splash of the Use, which was the cheap skate one. Um, I oh think this days, days and Confused is so probably was. Uh, days and Confused was the the Days and Confused compilation had the more uh, the less edgy bands. Oh. Because okay. it was like Concave Scream, This Is Convention, Sugarflies. Uh, Martin, uh, you know, Odd Fellows, Chris Ho, Black Sun. Whereas the Flash of the Use ones, Flash of the Use was people like Sideshow Judy, Stone Revivals, uh, um, Dogs Nation, Flow, Foresight, Mother. Uh, okay, okay. Know, so these are the more the, the more indie alternatives. Whereas the others yeah, are yeah. slightly more so-called pop. I mean, it was, it was a lot. Uh, like, uh, but what's interesting is also while these indie bands or the bands of the zeitgeist were coming out with all these songs and people producing all these musical compilations. Another, another group of local musicians were also featuring on compilations. And these were guys who had first made their mark 30 years before in the golden age of Singapore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, in 94, um, Polygram released an album called uh, Request. I think it was it was called Inquest of the Quest. Okay. <laughs> and okay. I mean, those who don't know, go and listen to our episode one of this season. Uh, the Quest was like the biggest band yeah, yeah. from the 60s. And the reason why they came out in 94 is because that was the 30th anniversary of Shanti. Mm. When Shanti ah. became number one. 
So okay, they got okay. these guys back together. It was, a, it, you can call it a compilation of sorts, although it's more like a re-recording. So they re-recorded all the material. Yes, yes, yes. Um, all the and and, and Henry, did Henry did talk about it, right? The yes, yeah, he did, he did. Yeah, so, so they, they, they re-recorded all their favorite songs and stuff like that, and they put it out. And it was quite popular because people, you know, the, they are fans from that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We want to buy all oh, the yeah. versions of the songs. Yeah, so they all yeah, started yeah. buying them. Again, like, it makes it makes marketing sense, lah, right? Because oh, look, there's a you know, you can imagine the discussion in the boardroom or wherever, right? It's like, hey, there's a local music revival again, you know? He said, hey, time to pull out the the lo- the sixties stuff from the, the that spawned a, a series of other uh, collections from the sixties, all all done by Polygram. One called the Complete Crescendos, which is every single song the Crescendos ever recorded into one nice. composition. Yes. Uh, the other one was uh, Remembering Naomi and the Boys uh, Collection of most if I, I don't think it's all I think it's most of the recordings That Naomi and the Boys did um, From that era And EMI jumped in EMI was the other the, After they saw Oh well people are buying this In Quest of the Quest They, 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 they released <laughs> Okay it's a bit dodgy Okay, They released this thing called The, the very best of the Quest Yeah Okay, <laughs> which, if you ask me, uh, kind of sells the whole thing short. <laughs> Firstly, um, half of the album is made up of Chinese uh, instrumental versions of Chinese songs. Mm. The other half of the album is made up of only one big hit, Shanti, uh, a re-recording, a, 1990, a 1966 re-recording of Shanti. Wow. Followed by two EPs of songs that recorded uh, in... Uh, 66, 67, and 68 era. So, technically, not quite the best. Yeah, but, but this, is what, this is what labels have done for eons, right? <laughs> That's true. They always package, package, you know, and they don't know where they get all these recordings from. Yeah, yeah. They, they, script, they script the bottom of the barrel and then say, oh, very best off. Yeah, yeah. Roy yeah. Orbison or something. <laughs> That's true. Maybe they're all de- demo recordings. Don't forget, the 90s was also a period where there were a lot of these kind of compilations. Yes, a lot. Everything came out. Like yeah. The essential so-and-so. Because it was the, the CD era. So just really re-release on CD. La. Yep. Of course, they, they kind of redeemed themselves a bit later um, when they released this uh, two-volume set, Recollecting the Quest Volume 1 and 2. And that, that was like huge, that, 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 re- that release. Yes. I guess the early or the mid-2000s onwards. Because at that point in time, so that's when another revival of the local music scene was starting. Right, right. No, I do, I, yeah, I do remember there's this guy. Um, so there's this American guy. His name is David Bash. Okay. So David Bash, is, he's basically, um, he's the, he kind of owns and organizes uh, this uh, IPO, International okay. Pop Overthrow, which uh, um, Cut Writer played at a couple oh, years right. ago. Right, right. Right, so I remember when we met him uh, in Liverpool, because we were doing the Liverpool Festival. So he was going on and on about the quest. Oh, really? Wow. He's a, he's a huge fan of the quest. Yeah. Wow. So then he was like asking, oh, he's trying to get hold of that one that you just mentioned Oh, the recollecting the question. Uh, right, right, uh, right. Uh, he was trying to get hold of that one. Then he was like saying, "Is it? How do I get hold of you?" Which I never come across before in any of the stores. So even though I looked around, it was like I had the time. Sorry, man, I cannot find. 
In Singapore, cannot yeah. find, you know, recollecting. Yeah. Uh, so, so every time if I post stuff, the quest you always like on Facebook, uh, you always say, "Oh yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting for that." Oh, the, the album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that really shows you the how the reach of of, of the quest. Yeah. If you go on YouTube, you can actually hear people from overseas covering the quest songs like. Netherlands or Australia, Indonesia. Yeah. So that's how that's how we say that's always what is possible. I mean, it's it's mm. just a matter of distribution when people hear it. Yeah. Not. Yeah. What 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 I what I, I kind of like about the the fact that these old bands from the sixties, uh, yeah, that that got all these compilations in the nineties, right? So this is a very 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 good way to to let not just their fans from that that period who are now like. In their forties or whatever, you know, reminisce about the good old yeah, days, yeah, yeah. but also the you know a good way to to hopefully la, try to attract uh, a new group of people who might you know who might want to know oh you know these are these are the guys who did, made it big last time you know you have your odd fellows now, but this is the original the OGs you know from that era yeah. Speaking of the recollecting request, I mean that the year before that, in 2002, the uh, Polygram or Philips uh, came up with a, a four CD set. Um, they basically, what they did was they compiled, they got these like uh, EPs and mm. then they made them look like, you know, it's a CD thing, but they made them look like the original EPs with the same cover and all that kind of stuff. Is that the Singapore 60s one? No, that is the one called Treasures from the Past. Volume oh, okay. One. Also, volume one, I don't know why, because there's no volume Because two. they were hoping for a volume two, but <laughs> yeah, never materialized. So. Usually, that's, yeah. or, may, or maybe they were inspired by Traveling Wilburys volume one. Yeah, and then volume three, the next one, right? Yeah. Let's skip out volume two altogether. Yeah. No, I mean, this was in 2002. If you're completist or if you like rarities and stuff like that, it's a good way to collect these EPs, lah. Four mm. EPs uh, by the Thunderbirds, the Cyclones, Crescendos, and mm. now the Boys. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they look nice. You know, I, I don't have to think here with me, but I, I can show it to you another time. They look really nice. It's, it's, it's quite a good job. The only thing I didn't like was the booklet, which had very bad fonts. But that's just me. Um, yeah, but anyway. But isn't that, isn't that the case most, most of the time for CD What do you booklets? mean? Because CD booklets yeah, yeah, are yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. Unless, no, that's, but, that's, but, that's why I love the box sets. Yes, because the box set they can have, they can have big they can have a big yeah. uh, booklet bigger yep. font if not it's so tiny you cannot see a thing it's like uh, what's yeah the to me actually the size of the booklet isn't the problem or the the design wise is not a thing as well it's it's the fact that the the info that they put inside ah uh, okay like, la, yeah yeah because I'm one of those guys I need, I want to know more about this kind of thing right and yes. then all you're gonna tell me is you know. It was recorded here, blah, blah, blah. But it's Singapore. It's Singapore. Else. Yeah, It's Singapore. I mean, if it's an overseas one, they can, they can hire some top uh, music journalists to right. write something, right? right? Uh, yeah, one of those guys to, to write something is worth reading, right? Because these guys know what they're writing, right? Yeah, and they actually tell a story that makes you excited. You know what I mean? Or interested in, in what the music that you're listening to. Yeah, or sometimes they can get like one of the band members to write. Oh, right, right. Yeah, to do a, to do a, an essay, right? Yeah. Essay or whatever, right? But in Singapore, you're not going to get that. Lah. 
this is this this a fascination of the 60s stuff continued on until the 2000s uh, we had the recollecting quest series and then the one that you just mentioned the 100 singapore 60s 100 tracks oh, yeah. on five cds yeah yeah. Uh, yeah unheard of yeah i would say when this thing came yeah. out i think they originally came out in 2009 mm. uh, and then it was they later revived repackage repackage they just put a SG sticker, SG50 okay. sticker on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one, that's the one I have. So I just opened it only. So that's how I know they have still the sticker is still there. SG50 okay. sticker. Okay. Right. So why not? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it's brilliant though. I mean, I I I love this. I love this composition. It's, yeah, it's 100 tracks. So yeah, you know, everything you needed to know virtually. Except for the quest, la. there's no quest on it. Yeah, because the quest were not signed to Polygon. Different label, la. different label. Different label yeah. Yeah. So that together with the recollecting quest, that will basically yep. that's it. La. Yeah. That's, yeah. That will cover your 60s. I mean, the, this is 160s thing, right? They actually had a, a second one, you know, it's called More Singapore 60s, which is <laughs> about like 50 tracks or something like that, okay. extra in addition. It's like what, so two it's, CDs? Is it two CDs? Yes, yeah, a two CD set. Yeah, the sounds smaller about, sounds about case. sounds about right, la. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but if you wanted to know more about, or if you want to dip your toe into the Singapore indie scene, uh, then you should get the these two, la. To me, these two actually encapsulate everything that you need to know about the modern Singapore indie scene, which is a uh, plus sixty five underground, right. and of course, state of rock, which. Despite the name, it is not a rock album. It's okay? not la. So don't expect. No, no, no. It's not a rock album, but I mean, it's just a, it's just a name, name la. We were trying to think of a name. Okay, okay. And I'm not sure whether I came up with that name or something. Could be. Oh, is it? But between Dean and I, okay, so Dean Augustine, whom we we talked to in season two, mm. right? So at the time, he was like the the running the S two S, yeah, uh, subsidiary in here and Malaysia. La. I think in the region. Yeah. So he, he, uh, and we were basically, how we kind of knew each other through SG Muso, mm. uh, which is the Music Society of Singapore. So we got to, got to know each other quite well. And then he was talking about, hey, you know, would you be interested in curating a, a compilation? Okay. Right? Okay. So because it's like something that we've not had for a long time. And also, it was also targeted for SG50. Right, right, yeah. 20, 2015, 2015, yeah. 2015, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so that, that was the idea. So, at the time, 2015, 2014, you know, I was quite embedded in the local scene. So, you know, I knew a lot of people and a lot of people knew me. So, it's a bit of a no brainer. Mm-hmm. So, then, then basically, then we got, put, put, I put together a list. So, I just, right. I wanted it to be uh, representing um, 2015. What is the local music scene? Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's what it was representing. And of course, back then also, because I was managing a couple of bands, obviously they'll get on. Right? <laughs> so basically, typewriter is is on. Um, I think, right? Typewriter is on. Yep, typewriter. Typewriter, uh, everything is classified, yeah. Yep. And Chilling Sons is on. It, Mercy yep, of Chilling Sons, yep. That's yeah. right. So then... Um, then the rest, basically, like I said, uh, is just, you know, uh, who I liked and whom I would want to 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 listen to, and also trying to get uh, across the board, 
good uh, comprehensive like you know coverage lah. So that's why we had you know like bear culture, you know RP RP band, Caracal, right? So Selena, Selena, we had Selena as well, who was my mentee before. Chilling um, Sands, like you mentioned, Cosmic Armchair. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say because it's like okay, I mean this one kicks off with Sugar Shea. You know, yeah. moved on to Mark Bonafide and uh, yes. Patisa, you know, yes. Check Hiker and then Lion Teddy Boy. That's the first, that's a, to me, that's like the first act. It's like the urban hip hop scene. Mm. Then you get Jack and Ray, Pleasantry, and Obedient Wives Club. Yep. Which is like a totally different, quite far removed. Yeah. And then you move on and it's like the singer songwriter Jamie, Leslie uh, Lowe, yep. yep. Esther Lulas, Joy Tan, Deborah Kung, and Selena. Yeah, and Nicholas, uh, these are the, the singer songwriter yes. vibes coming yes. in the, to close that first disc and after that it's like the bands Monster Cat you know Cheating Sons Caracal Steve McQueen's I like the, I like the fact that Steve McQueen's was on this because I, I've always liked their musicianship yeah 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 I, I love them so I mean basically this is everyone I wanted in there okay <laughs> the Kevin Matthews playlist yeah yeah so as you can imagine right that's why it's so eclectic right because you know me I, li- I listen true, to everything true. I listen to everything yeah. I, I don't believe in genre so yeah, yeah. And, it, and if I like it, I, I will try to. And even like, you know, and of course, it's also personal. So that's why we have people like Deborah Kung and all that. Ah, okay. Right? okay. But, you know, but none of the people whom I felt personally for, none of them are like inferior to anyone, right? I mean, you got cheating sons. Nobody can, yeah. can make that argument about cheating sons. Yeah, correct. correct <laughs> Being less yeah. than anybody else. Yeah. There's no that's way, true, true. there's no yeah. absolute, no fucking way you can make that. Yeah. <laughs> make that, you know, then you, you know, and, and some, I, Good friends as well, you know, like mm. opinion wise club and, and you know things like that. You know, so so I you know you know I kind of forgotten all about this this to a certain extent <laughs> <coughs> right so but it was great fun putting it together and you know looking at it now right six years later mm. um, i'm pretty proud of it actually and i'm pretty proud of how it really does uh kind of represent uh singapore music 2015 and then you can think think about it now six years later how much it has changed from this yes i was gonna say it, it really does present a very good snapshot I would say, of, of the kind of sounds that you could hear if you went out to any of the gigs, you know, whether it's Esplanade gig, it'll be at the outdoor theatre, your Bay Beats. These are the kind of sounds that you'll be hearing at all these, uh, these shows. Um, which is also why the, the Plus 65 Underground, the Plus 65 Underground kind of like bridges the gap between these groups yes, here yes, yes, and the groups true. from the 90s, so the new school rock. Exactly, yeah. If, rock, yeah uh, in fact, yeah, these two will kind of bridge the gap between like two two thousands onwards, more or less. Yeah, 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 yeah. From your twenty years, to, yeah, twenty to years now, to right? yeah. yeah. I mean, almost not now, to now la, Almost to now, twenty fifteen like. until twenty fifteen. Yeah, until twenty fifteen, this would cover it more or less. It, 99, 90s to twenty fifteen. Now this is it, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to hear that, yeah, just get these two. Then you're. Yeah, sorted. that's true. That's true. <laughs> kind of sorted. Yeah, because yeah. Look, look at the stuff that they have. Um, the, the way they did this was, actually it was actually all the way till the 80s uh, because Zircon Lounge is, yes. uh, appears in this one. 
So there's a three CD set. CD one would be like the most recent tracks up to 2010, I guess. Uh, CD two will be from from that point, uh, the 2000s through to the 90s, and CD three is like the 90s through to the 80s. So you get really, really like you know things I would not have thought. I mean, I would not have thought would have existed, like the bot fucks uh, with their Zoe Tay song. Uh, who else was that? Serenade, the girl mm. from Katong. Which I mm. kind of, which I like, you know, mm. Ronin, uh, Estriel, I am David Sparkle, B Quartet, Amateur, Grace, Amateur Great Spy, Spy so Great Spy Post Box, Typewriter, yep. of course. Uh, yeah, a whole bunch of these guys. And and there's quite an interesting sequence on this tree where you have Padres, Watchmen, and all fellows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the correct, correct. I find that quite then is you know basically it's radio station my one only community stuff which is fast colors yeah yeah, yeah, yeah correct right. <laughs> that's our set right there if you yeah. if you want to know what the fast color set is like yeah. check out CD three classic <laughs> really classic yeah 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 that's true yeah so I think this one basically Joe Eng was the consultant ah so okay, Joe Joe okay. basically put it together. Yeah. So you know, historical. Uh, I mean, very, yeah. very much historical documents. These two now, or what state of rock? I mean, the the, the disappointing state of rock, of course, is that um, not long after it was released, uh-huh. S2S shut shut down the Singapore operations. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Okay. So because we are thinking of doing a lot of things with it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, hope, we're hoping it will be like a springboard. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. But unfortunately, things happen in there. Then it's just a memento. Oh, no. It's just a memento now, lah. Uh, Better than nothing, well, like, As long as at least we have it. Yeah, I think I I think it's great. I think I think these these two were the ones that really like you know I I I often go to just to just to listen to all these tracks again. Yeah, but the, I mean definitely if, if you want go, go I, these are available on the library in the library as well. Uh, so you can go and just borrow these things and go and have a listen. Or online, uh, I'm sure you. I'm sure you can find these things online. Somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably on uh, YouTube. But again, you know, the, the state of rock. I mean, it's 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 like the final, the final, uh, the swan song for the music compilation. But I mm. think I think beyond beyond state of rock. Uh, after that, there were no actual music compilations uh, in a physical form. Of course, yeah. I mean, if you get, again, if you go to Spotify, look for. Singapore music playlist. I'm sure you can find playlists there and stuff like that. But actually, you know, one kind of compilation I would have quite liked to to check out would be this uh, Singapore replay, and which I thought would yeah. be quite fun to have, uh, you know, because I mean, you can still hear all these tracks separately and all that kind of stuff, but you have to go and search for them. You know, it would have been good to see one whole collection of all these things, you know, and what the, I mean that could explain what the whole program is all about, anyway. <laughs> but that's just me. I'm I'm greedy like that. I like I like to get I like I just want to get my hands on all these kind of things mm. as much as possible. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I think that that's it for for the compilation, the physical compilation. As I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next time around, we can talk about the films soundtracks. <laughs> no, correct. Yeah, I was gonna say that because yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting to to, to look at that as well. Um, yes, Singapore Singapore did have a music soundtrack. Uh, thingy going on for a while, yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that another time. But anyway, this will be we'll just as we say, press pause on this uh, conversation of music yes. compilations. 
greatest hits and best bits from that era. Um, yeah, um, and that's about it. Lah. If you like this conversation and if you like more to hear more about this, go check out the other episodes that we have on yes. all the platforms. We are now on Audible, Podtail. We're even on this thing called UK Podcast. I have no idea why, but <laughs> if you go there, you can search for UK uh, Lion City Rock and you can get it there as well. Uh, Apple, Spotify, yep, uh, the usual. Google, Stitcher, and the usual Red places. Circle, of course. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I think if you can tell, I mean, every, every time we do this, we're going to kind of relate it to uh, other episodes that we've done. Right. <laughs> so basically, what that, what what that means, just a big hint, is that there's, that means there's <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we kind of talked about in other episodes, right? Mm. That you kind of need to cover. I mean, if you're interested in that particular, let's say we talk about the quest and we talk about Henry, Henry Troy and so forth, say, oh, we have spoken to Henry Troy before. Yeah. Things there. Yeah. Or we talk about crescendos. And say, hey, we have we have one with crescendos. Or today mm. we say, oh yeah, we talk about odd fellows. They can you know talk. Listen to the first two episodes we did with Patrick Chen, right? So you know there's or a lot. Dean of Augustine, or, or Dean Augustine, for, yeah, yeah, for the state of rock and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. so there's there's a lot of uh, you know it's kind of interrelated. There's a lot of if you want lah. I mean, there's a lot of digging you can do, and uh, you can there's a rabbit hole yeah. that can be <laughs> you can dive deep into the rabbit hole that Singapore music. <laughs> yes, yes. Speaking of that, uh, speaking of like listening in, and I just want to quickly do a quick shout out to people of. Peru, Sweden, Spain, and the Russian Federation who who are listening to this podcast. Thanks, guys, for your support. Yeah, you know, keep tuning in to to more of these. We'll be putting these out as much as possible, um, and we'll try to make each of them uh, as interesting and as uh, varied like the music compilations that we have <laughs> as possible. Yes. Hopefully, uh, you guys enjoy what we're doing, and if you do. Um, on some of the major platforms like say Apple and Spotify you can leave ratings and comments and reviews as well so if you do that that would be great we want to hear what kind of feedback you guys have constructive feedback yeah yes let us know let us know what you like what you don't like how we can do better yeah I mean this this podcast initially started out as a thing just for Kevin and I to do for, for shits and giggles <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah but, I mean uh, so but, almost, almost a year ago that we kind of decided to listen yeah it's almost coming to a year I guess that's it right like share subscribe you know and yep, do all yep. the rest tell all your friends about it so that you know we can get more listeners to tune in and people around the world as well you know they will know that Singapore is not just a place of economic growth <laughs> but, but we have cool shit as well like yes like music we have, we have music we have, we have film and TV as well yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, yep, thanks very much, guys, for listening in. We hope you like this one. Uh, Thank you. That's all we have left to say is, uh, you know, bye. See you again. Ciao.